Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we are studying Prophet Ezekiel chapter 22, the second half of the chapter. <clears throat> I originally intended on dividing 22 into three parts, but because the last two parts are re relatively short, I'm just going to uh, complete them all today. The um, chapter 22 is near the end, but still during the prophecies of destruction, the prophecies in which he brought, that discusses the destruction of Jerusalem and Judea. And we already talked about this in the first part of this chapter, that we get the sense that at this point, Ezekiel is exasperated. He has, has despaired of trying new methods of convincing the people. And he is simply just uh, lamenting the fact of the imminent destruction there's no way out of it now. So we get the sense of imminent, complete destruction and horror. However, even though this is very difficult to read and it is and it is horrible, however, we also do find sig significant um, lessons. When God discusses the, the sins of the people, we get a sense for what's important to God and what we need to do to fulfill our real mission and what improvements we need to make in our own lives. So we do get, even though it's said in a negative way, there's a lot of positive lessons for us to learn as we'll see as we study today. So this is verse 17 in chapter 22 of Ezekiel. The word of God to me was as follows, Ben Adam, human being, the house of Israel, the people of Israel have been for me like a sig. Sig is translated as dross, which basically refers to the impurities and the junk that is contained within metals when they are um, uh, not pure and that uh, then they get purified when their metals are melted down and placed into a crucible in order to purify the metal kulam. All of them are like nechoshet, kaparu, vadil, and tin, varzel, and iron, oferet, and lead, betoch, kur, that are being placed into a crucible. Now, in the crucible of flame, sigim, all of this dross, this junk, kesef hayu, um, becomes and turns into silver. Now, obviously, silver is a much more valuable metal than the ones we listed before. And the point here is saying is that as the people go through this crucible, they become refined, and then the nation will come out like silver. This image of the people, the punishment being some sort of a method of refining the nation, we find in, in many of the prophets. I'm going to list four other places in Malachi, Malachi, uh, 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 chapter 3, verse 3, we found it in Zechariah, and Zech, uh, in the prophet Zechariah, chapter 13, verse 9. We found it in Jeremiah, chapter 6, 29, in Isaiah, 48, 10. So in many places we find this same, and now here in Ezekiel, the same metaphor of the punishment that people go through being like God refining the nation. Um, getting... Um, um, so we hear from this verse, we get the sense that although the, the, the people and their corruption will cease and, and, and end, there will be a pure product in the end. In other words, people will uh, survive, there will be people, the nation will survive, and they'll survive in a much more uh, pure uh, way. The, soon we're going to get the sense of total destruction, but I just want to point out that the, when he mentions total destruction, what he really means is is 
a terrible destruction, but not total, because Ezekiel has emphasized many times that there will be, like we see here, kasef, silver, left at the end. So let's see verse 19. Lachain, therefore, ko amar Adonai Elohim, so says the Lord God. Ya'an hayot kolchem lesigim, because all of you, and this is one of those places where it sounds like everyone, all of you are like the sigim, are like the dross. Lachain, therefore, hineni kovets etchem, I am gathering you, al toch Yerushalayim, into the city of Jerusalem. Kivutzat kesef, as we gather all of these metals, the kesef, the silver, and the copper, varzal, and the iron, ferret, and the lead, uvedil, and the bedil, and the tin, el tochkor, into the crucible. Now, take a note. Here, God listed all five of the metals, even the silver, as being gathered into the crucible, which hints to the fact that there were some people that the, this, the silver that's going to be purified at the end is still there in the beginning. So this kind of contradicts the idea of, of all of you. So that's why I think all of you needs to be looked at as more of a, um, an exaggeration for the purpose of the impact. Everyone, but really the, it isn't everyone. There really are some that are going to make it through in the end. I'm gathering all five of those metals into this crucible, in order to blow upon it flame to melt the, the metals. This is the way I'm going to gather you in my wrath and my fury. And I am going to um, place you in the flame and I'm going to melt you all. I'm going to gather you. And I'm going to blow upon you with the flame of my fury. And you will melt within it. In the same way that silver melts in a crucible. The same way you will melt within Jerusalem. And you will know that I am the Lord your God. It is I that has poured my anger upon you. Now verse 23. This begins the third and final segment of this chapter. Verse 23, the word of God to me was as follows, Ben Adam, human being, say to her, this is saying to the land, the land of Judea, the land of Israel, At Eretz, you are the land, you, the land, you are not a purified land. In other words, the land has been defiled, and made impure, but no one has made the effort to purify it. Lo gushma biyom zo'am. It has not been rained upon in this day of wrath. Now, this this is a, a little bit of an unusual metaphor, and the meaning of it is somewhat unclear. Um, so, if, what does this mean, it has not been rained upon? So, some understand it, like Rashi does, that rain purifies, water purifies. So Logushma means it has not been purified. And then one would imagine it means it has not been purified by repentance. The people not only have defiled it, but have not turned it around. That's how I translated it. Others understand that, that it has not been rained upon as a punishment. Because as we know, God will hold back the rain when the people don't deserve it. So Logushma, it has not been rained upon because I, God, punished you. Another understanding might mean that... Uh, God could choose to punish in different ways, and rain and flooding, for example, could be a punishment. However, flooding, while it can cause terrible destruction, in its aftermath usually has 
uh, uh, something positive. There's there's more water. There's uh, the land is fertilized, etc. So so God is saying that I chose to punish through fire, as we've read and learned so much about the metaphor of fire and destruction, as opposed to water, because water, which can also bring about destruction, but water has a positive side to it, whereas fire um, is less so. Uh, so there's just uh, different ways to understand this verse. So let's look at 25, and this is going to bring up a topic that we've we've seen many times. Kesher nevi'ah besocha. Kesher means a, uh, I've seen it translated as a gang, but a group of people who get together for nefarious purposes. Uh, 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 a gang of conspirators. It's prophets within the land of Jerusalem are like a, a group of, of conspirators, a group of troublemakers. As we've seen, these false prophets have been largely responsible for leading the people astray. They've, they've neglected their duty to teach the people the proper path and instead keep leading them in the wrong path. They are so bad, they cause so much evil and destruction, they are like a roaring lion that just tears up its prey. They destroy souls. They make their job is to restore souls, but instead they destroy them. Instead of helping the people, they, they use their position, their religious position, just to take wealth away from the people. They have widowed many women within the city. They destroy other men, they destroy other people, take advantage of them, take their belongings away, and pretend to be holy people, while all they're doing is taking their money. Kohaneha, the the priests uh, within Jerusalem, the priestly class, instead of being honest and instead of being religious leaders like they're supposed to be, this is verse 26, they grabbed my Torah. That my Torah, which is supposed to teach the people how to be proper and moral, instead they, the, the priests grab the Torah, they have profaned my holy places and my holy items. They did not differentiate between what is holy and what is profane. In other words, they mixed it all up. The things that are supposed to be holy and the times that are supposed to be holy, they treated them as if they were profane. They didn't notify people. They didn't help people differentiate between what is pure and what is impure. The classic and most important example of the difference between holy and profane is the day of Sabbath, the day of Shabbat. The, 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 the day, that day is supposed to be held aside as a day for holiness, but they ignored it. They ignored it with their eyes. They closed their eyes and ignored my Shabbat. And therefore, in the midst of the people, I have become profaned. Verse 27, her political leaders. So first he attacked the religious leaders, the prophets, then the priests, and now the political leaders. They have also been corrupt. They're like wolves tearing their prey, to, to spill blood without, without honest justice. What happens, it just, the society descends into eventually people losing their lives and murder, destroying souls, in order to make a profit. Again, turning back to the, to the false prophets, they, they, um, uh, literally means uh, a smear plaster on the walls. Uh, because they, they, uh, 
they they their their visions are completely false because the plaster on the walls is a reference to the um the idea that 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 it's 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 uh it's it's just a, a weak wall a weak building a as rashi explains the kind of wall that's just going to fall apart that's how these these prophets fall apart it rains on it the plaster will just fall apart that is the um, what these prophets are doing Tahula and Tafel they have with their false visions they put up they made a wall around the people telling them this will protect them when really that wall is simply going to collapse at the first bit of rain Omrim they speak and say this is the word of God but the things that they're saying God never said and what happens to the people first once when the leadership is corrupt the people unfortunately descend into the worst levels of corruption and the verse 29 amaretz the people of the land ashku oshek they take advantage of each other and and are fraudulent towards each other and they steal from each other they they do wrong to the poor and the impoverished and the foreigner and the converts they they also treat wrongly because those are the people easiest to take advantage of below mishpat without any real justice this is verse 30 and i have searched out among them each go their gather for a man who can build a real fence not the fake plastic wall but a real fence that's really going to protect the people and bring them back to me the omade by parrots one who can stand in the breach and fix what's wrong about the people and lead them in the right way, Lefonai before me, Ba'ad Haaretz, in order to save the land, because I did not want to destroy it, God says, but I could not find any such person. Therefore, verse 31, I'm pouring out my anger against them. I'm going to destroy them with the fire of my anger. Remember, fire but not water. As we mentioned a few verses ago, I have placed their ways upon their heads. It is their choice to act this way. It's not like I didn't warn them or tell them. So says the Lord God. Thus concludes chapter 22. Thank you for studying it together with me. Looking forward to studying chapter 23 together.